Welcome back to Racing Pulse. We had the terribly sad news yesterday that one of the doyons of Australian media and racing, Tony Burke, known affectionately as the King, has passed away. And he had a remarkable career, 42 years at the age, and I think 20-odd of those years. He was the chief racing writer and one of his great mates uh, who was... On the beat at the same time, and we have some very memorable stories, no doubt, is Brian Meldrum, who used to be at the Herald Sun as well. And it's great to get a little insight into Tony Burke. For those who don't know Tony as well, but remember the byline very well, uh, to remember what a wonderful life he had this morning. Uh, how are you, Drummer? Are you well? I'm pretty good, Michael. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty bit, very sad, but, uh, you know, I mean, it, you know, the time comes and, and, and the King hadn't been all that well, and... He passed very peacefully, and we're very thankful for that. But mm. uh, by golly, <laughs> he left a string of memories behind. That will they'll, they'll be still going around when I'm long gone. I can assure you of that. I could imagine. Have you got a favourite Tony Burke story? Huh? Oh wow! Gee, that's tough. Um, that is a tough question. There's a million of them, Michael. I mean, um, I, I suppose um, some of the golf stories about, like Tony. Tony was probably as bad a golfer as you've probably ever seen. <laughs> he actually, one day, one day he, he, he got the quality because he got, as you probably have read, people have read or perhaps know, they don't know, but the king got the mnemonic a king from the fact that for one short period there, he got a succession of quadrillas. And he, uh, quickly the boys, Hucker, Ray Huxley and uh, Keith Hiller and those boys started calling him the king, you know, the king of mm. quadrillas. The quadrillas went very, very quickly, the success there. In fact, it disappeared as quickly as it appeared. <laughs> but the moniker stayed in the king. But the king, um, he, one of the quadrillas, he, won, he, he, um, bought, he bought a new set of golf clubs. He thought, well, if I'm going to get a new set of golf clubs, I should get some lessons because he was pretty ordinary. But so he went to uh, Dennis Lucy, who was the uh, professional at Albert Park, where we used to play a lot of golf. The, the racing riders, there was a band of us. Uh, played golf there every Friday morning and, and at Yarra Bend and Sandringham. But anyhow, he bowls up to Dennis Lucy. Oh, okay, son, so he gets him out on the range. Dennis Lucy watched him hit about 10 balls and then pulled him aside and said, uh, Tony, he said, uh, it saddens me to say this, he said, but I don't think I can help you. <laughs> and that was the end. That was the end of the lessons. <laughs> but, but King did get his own back at Velvet Park one day because... We, we, we believe in our group that the King holds the record for the longest drive ever hit in Australia. <laughs> and not Australia, not just Australia, probably the world. Because one day on the 7th at uh, Albert Park, which runs alongside Queens Road, Tony, Tony, to get the ball on the fairway, aimed sort of just, just sort of right of square leg. Um, so consequently, he was aiming somewhere out in the middle of Queens Road. On this particular day, and a very rare occurrence, he struck it dead centre and it went straight, straight out on Queen's Road. And it bounced and it took, we watched it, it took one bounce and we're thinking, geez, this is going to wreck the traffic. You know, it took one bounce, bounced up over the, the front of a truck coming, coming into the city and it disappeared into the back of the truck. And, when the, and we thought, oh, it's gone in the truck. And when the truck came past us, they were moving quite slowly in Queen's Road, as they do, it was uh, something like Ray Boland Mildura. So we reckon the King holds the record for the longest drive ever, Albert Park to Mildura. It, it was a golden era of racing writers, wasn't it? And, uh, oh, yes. And Tony was one of the best at constructing stories and constructing relationships. Uh, true on both counts. His, 
his construction of stories was fantastic. Tony, a Tony Burke story, you could guarantee, was exactly as it happened or exactly as it occurred or was exactly what was going to occur. He was very meticulous about his stories. Um, he wrote, you know, uh, very meticulously, was always conscious of, of getting the, the truth out and, and nothing but the truth, so to speak. But he was able to do that by having such a wide range of contacts. He, 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 Tony was the most affable, the most likable bloke you, you, you would ever meet in your life. Mm. And consequently, anyone who came into his orbit was immediately sort of struck by the man and, uh, and, and, and was, 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 was took, took him into their confidence. He, you know, he was able to take them into his confidence there and, and, and earn their trust. And consequently, he was, able to, he was able to break a lot of stories as well as write a lot of stories. He was great for young people coming through in the game as well. I know I was lucky enough to have uh, plenty of afternoons uh, with the King, uh, loving his red wines, and he always uh, made those coming into the racing journalist ranks very welcome. Uh, He was a great, fun guy, and he, God, he was a stayer. Oh, (laughs) well, we were talking about it yesterday, about his staying abilities, but but it was more, it it was the encompassing... Uh, you know, his social activities were fantastic. And racing then, I'm not saying it's not now, but racing then was, was very social, you know, 365 days of the year. Uh, and the King uh, made a point of sort of befriending a lot of people, and particularly people who had associations with some of the nightclubs and the night spots <laughs> of Melbourne. And he knew them all, because Annie, his, his, his partner of many, of, and I'll tell you a little story about that in a minute, but 40 years, as she said, he, Tony hated queuing. He didn't even like queuing in the TAB. <laughs> so he made a point of knowing all these people at places like uh, the Chevron. Uh, John Carodas at the Chevron was one of his very close friends, and it was a huge nightclub through the 70s and 80s. Uh, the Top Hat, Silver's nightclub at, uh, in, in Turak Road was, was his favourite haunt. And would you believe that he actually met his partner of 40-odd years, Annie, at Annie Mitchell at Silver's on Derby Eve 1983. Wow. And Annie told me that he walked into Silver's. He'd been to the Derby Eve ball, and he walked into Silver's at probably 1 o'clock in the morning, 1.30 in the morning, early night for the, uh, early for the king, <laughs> um, uh, in, a, in a dinner suit, and Annie said he looked absolutely gorgeous. And, uh, and th- th- they've been together, well, they were together ever since. And she, I must make mention of Annie, she is been wonderful for Tony. Mm. Uh, could never have a more loving, more caring partner, and particularly in the last uh, the last couple of years when things have been pretty tough for him, her care and devotion to him has been uh, unparalleled. Yeah, thoughts with Annie and the, and the family, and uh, it's a wonderful way to remember uh, the King it's, Tony Burke. It's, because it's interesting, I think that there was a Derby of nineteen eighty three because King, I think it's been well, it's widely known. King was probably as a punter. A very good uh, miner, I'd say, but he occasionally backed a winner, and I'd guarantee that he backed he backed a winner that night in uh, in Silvers, and I reckon he might have backed a winner the following day because Bounty Hawk won the Caulfield Card, but won the Melbourne uh, won the uh, the Victoria Derby that the next day, and it was trained by Bart Cummings, and Tony and Bart had a very very close relationship. But, uh, Tony idolised Bart; he thought he was the, and not wrong was the greatest yeah. trainer to ever walk the earth, and he was. Yeah. And they, but they had a very close relationship. So, one of the few winners I can guarantee you, Tony did back would have been Bounty Hawk in the nineteen eighty three Victoria Derby. Brilliant, uh, Brian. Appreciate you coming on and reliving some of those 
those great memories of that golden era and uh, and the king won't be forgotten uh, he was a great man of racing journalism and it was a, as I said an amazing era and uh, there's a text message that's just come through John from Heathmont said I wonder if Hard Luck Harry's got a winner at Maui today uh, so <laughs> someone you used to know <laughs> He's long gone. <laughs> and he went without any fanfare at all. And not unlike this man who deserves every fanfare uh, that is given to him. Good on you, Brian. Great to catch up. Appreciate your time. Cheers, Michael. Take care. Brian Meldrum joining us there. And uh, our thoughts are with all of the King's family and friends.